All right, our, our quote is, accept the things you cannot change and to change the things you can't accept. If we as Christians would just do that bottom part, the world would be way different. And that's a lot, of, you know, I keep going back to this book, you know, that, that the church is kind of laid down and let, let these people do all this. I mean, there was no uproar when Roe versus Wade. There was no uproar when they took prayer out of schools. There was no uproar when they pulled the Bible, when they tried to do it. I mean, we just, we just sat back and just let them do it, you know. So we, we are kindly going to have to give an account, I think, when we get to heaven for, for being lazy. All right, page 63. We were talking last week in this chapter. The, this chapter here is, is, a, is about the God of second chances, and we've, we're going from that chapter into the chapter about, about forgiveness. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to look at that bottom paragraph there. We, we kind of started on the, with Peter a little bit, but I wanted to go back. Because I don't think we, we were talking about missed opportunities last week, and, and y'all had went to Joel. Go back to Joel, uh, chapter two, and verse twenty-four. That sometimes when we miss an opportunity, we feel like it's lost. We feel, we feel like you know we, we we messed up because it was a good opportunity, and 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 we missed what was you know the good things that would have happened to us through that opportunity. But the Bible says that if we miss that opportunity, that God will bring it back around and bring it back to us. Well, you know, it'll be in a different form and look different. Joel chapter two. Yeah, I'm sorry. Joel chapter two. I'm sorry. I thought I said that. You know, we'll bring it back around to us. It 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 because we were talking about God sees us as the finished product. He doesn't relate to us or see us any other way than what He has predestined us to be, which is the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. So when we miss some of these opportunities in life, we feel like we're beneath that we 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 lost. But but it says no, you're above only, and that as time goes on, just it, it be patient with it. Things will come back around. To you, and like I said, it won't always be the exact same deal, you know. But it will, it will be a deal that will get you where where you were supposed to be in, in anyway. All right. But here in Joel, it says in verse twenty-four. We all there? Joel chapter two, verse twenty-four. It says, "And the floors will be full of wheat, and the vats overflow with wine and oil. I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you." You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be ashamed. See, so he says here that he'll restore those, those years, those missed opportunities. Now, when I read that, and everybody's got different things in their life, okay? Uh, you know, some, some of us need, need help financially. Some of us need help in, in your body. Some people need help in your family. All of that is things that, that the devil has stolen from us over our lifetime. And, and, and if you fall into my case, when I read that, the first thing I thought about was my health. The way I abused my body, the things I'd done, the years I took off of my life by, by the things I chose. You know, when I seen that, I said, wow, he can, he can restore all that. He, I can still live that longevity that he intended me to live in the beginning. I don't have to, as I, I, I get older, these things that have are going wrong with my body, 
continue to, to, to snowball. See? So, but, but you have to attach your faith to, and it, it may be a multiple situation with you. You may, you may have all three or five or six. It may be a multiple of things that, 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 have, that, that the devil has stolen before we, we come to know the Lord. And, and, and a lot of times, even after we come to know the Lord, think, you know, he, he steals from us. So, so that ability is there, but we have to put faith that he will and, and start making that faith declaration. That, you, know, and every, I, I, you do it whenever you want to, but when I'm looking at myself in the mirror brushing my teeth, that's when I look at this. I say, thank you, Lord. You know, I'm whole from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I thank you for that restoration. I thank you for that long life, you know. And I, and that, that, but you do it whenever you, 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 you want to, you know, going down the road or whatever. That's just kind of when, when I do it because I, I like to talk to me. I have to talk to me, you know. I have to be hard on me because I'm – the Bible talks about lasciviousness, which means – person with no breaks that, that's me whatever I do I go I, I, I always go go past you know what I mean go too far with it you know and that's just my my personality that's, that's I reckon your DNA or whatever you say you know I can't when, when, when I would drink I couldn't just drink a little bit I had to drink till I got drunk see that's lasciviousness you can't find the breaks but a person that is lasciviousness will say oh I don't have a problem I can handle it. I can do it. But at the whole, at, but at the same time, everybody that sees them realizes, hey, they take everything too far. They do go a thousand percent to whatever they do. See, and uh, and so you have to decide, you know, and you know how you are. You know, you know, you know, you how you think, how you act, what it takes to to trigger stuff in, inside of you. You know, and so anyway, that's 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 how I, I do it. So anyway. Now, the point here that he was making in the book is because you missed an opportunity or had a bad experience or something didn't work like you thought it was, don't, don't count it. Because when you count it lost, then God has to count it lost. So he can only do for us what we will let him do. He's a perfect gentleman. He's not going to push us out of the way and make us do something that we don't want to do. See? So we have to be willing participants and, and, and open ourselves up to the but with restoration, you know, has to come correction. And that's what most people don't want. But every day you should talk to the Lord and ask the Lord for that correction, whether it be thinking, whether it be a habit, whether it be an action, because those not having that correction, you can't get where you want to be or where he wants to be because there's something that was a little off that caused us to end up where we are. That, that makes sense? So we, we, we missed it. You know, if you get on an airplane and, and, and that pilot is just a half a degree off on his longitude latitude, you're going from Atlanta to, say, Seattle, you'll miss Seattle four or 500 miles. See, the further you go off course, the further away you are, you know. Like, like you, you're building a building and, and, you know, to get it square, if it's just off a quarter inch here, 100 foot down there, it'll be off eight or nine inches. See, and that's the way it is when you get off. We need that correction to get back on the right longitude and latitude, if that's the right example, to, to, to get this restoration. See, so we need, we need to be open for correction because the Bible says who he loves, he chastises. Well, what does that mean in, in Scripture? It don't mean he makes you sick to teach you something. It don't mean that he brings bad things on you to, to get you there. It means that he talks to you. Hey, move back a little bit. This is wrong. Because we can feel it. We know when we mess up, it just gets empty right here. Is that right or wrong? When we step up, it just goes, boom. We just have that little void. And we like, oh, 
wait, wait, what, what, what just happened here? I say, get back, get back, get it straight, get it straight, and follow that 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 correction, and then 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 we can get that restoration. Anybody on that? All right, so we got it. Let's jump on over back to sixty-six where we actually stopped yesterday. We were talking about Peter here. About how he had betrayed Jesus and <clears throat> and all that, and and then when when he got full of the Holy Spirit, how he was the first one to preach. You know, he won three thousand, then he won five thousand, and the lame man at the gate. He raised the lame man at the gate, and and we kind of stopped on 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 this point that because when we get saved. Our characteristics don't change. And what we're talking about Peter, you know, it says that Paul went all the way to Jerusalem to, to get face to face with Peter. And Paul told, you know, told him, I told you this last week, you know, kind of paraphrased, you know. And Paul told him he was two-faced, you know, because when, when he was around the Gentiles, he would, he would eat everything that the Gentiles would eat and he would do everything the Gentiles would do. But when the Jews would show up in the city, then he would run away from the Gentiles and stay with the Jews and act like he didn't know them or know what was going on. See, so that, but that's the way he was before Jesus. You know, that's what kept him in trouble all the time. So, so ever how we are, once we get saved, we're still that way. You know, but then we, that, that is the work from then till we pass or God returns is trying to fix all, all that mess that we are, I reckon for better words, uh, you know, and, from, from, you know, and continue to make in, improvements in our, our life and our lifestyle. Right. So anyway, uh, we we stopped there uh, on actually on sixty seven there, and it's talking about here um, about Jesus asking Peter only one important question. Can you imagine how Peter felt when he denied Jesus the third time and the cop crew? You know, we're talking about that empty, messed up feeling. You know, you you can imagine how how he felt. But that didn't cause God, to, Jesus, to love him any less. See, just because we mess up and we fall down and we and we sin or we do whatever it is that we do, that don't mean Jesus loves us any less, right? But the problem here that God was, that Jesus was trying to get to Peter is, Peter, I love you, but do you love me? That was the question he asked him all three times. Peter, do you do you still love me? Do you still want to be a part of me? Do you still want to get on this journey with me? And when we mess up, that is the real question. We leave God, He don't leave us. See, we think a lot of time God left us because of that feeling when we messed up. See, but it's actually, we got off course. We messed up. We left Him. He didn't leave us. See, and He's always, He's asking us to, do you still, if you love me, feed my sheep or get back to doing what I've called you to do. Get back to doing, walking that Christian walk. See, and then I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but go to, Go to Romans 8 and 1. Now, before we read this 8 1, you know. Hebrews 11, 1 says, now, we talked about this in, in 
for several weeks there, you know. Now faith is. Now is at the second. Once that second passed, it's passed, see. Now, right right this second, see. So this is what he says here, 8-1. It says, there is therefore now, at right now. You just messed up, but it's still right now. There is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Alright? It's... That word flesh is talking about our five senses. So when we mess up, the devil is the one condemning us, not God. <coughs> See, He says, but you have to remember, the Bible says if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us, right? When we what? When we confess it to Him. See, we can't, we can't hide things. And that's what we want to do when we mess up. We don't want nothing to do with God. We, 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 like we disappointed Him. We're not worthy to talk to Him. We're not worthy to pray. We just, we just lose all that enthusiasm about, about God when we mess up. See, that's condemnation. And we have to learn once we get saved, from that point on, our sin is no more any of the devil's business. That's between us and God. See? And, and when we walk in that condemnation and we feel unworthy, we'll never be worthy. you got to understand that. We'll never be worthy. We'll never be good enough. But He made us worthy, see, and looks at us worthy. And He said, all you got to do is just, just fess up and go on. Don't walk in all that. Getting that. This is my experience. When I mess up and I fess up, that old feeling don't just leave right that second. It kind of has to wear off. You know, uh, uh, hours or days, depending on, on what it was. It kind of, to me, and it, it, maybe it's to some of y'all, but it, it just kind of have to wear it off because my battle is that I am disappointed in myself. See, I knew better. I knew better, and I did it anyway. See, I knew I wasn't supposed to, but I did it anyway. See, and that's what I have to deal with mostly is, is my disapp- I disappointed God first, but he don't hold that against me. But my part is for me not to hold it against me. Because if I hold it against me, then it holds me back from him restoring me and putting me back where I'm supposed to be. Now you look, especially y'all, y'all that, 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 that this older, um, you know, and I, I tell this, tell this to, to, especially the guys at the prison and my kids, we just got to learn to take it. Just one foot in front of the other. When times are hard, things are on top of you, nothing's going right, just just keep one foot in front of the other. Just, just keep this one foot in front of the other. Because you just look, I just want to say, you look back, most of y'all here, you look back 20 years ago, no way you would have thought you'd be sitting where you're sitting today. Is that right or wrong? Hmm? See? Life is much better for, for us now than it was then. See? And that's what, what, what you need to understand in this walk is don't get caught up in what's happening today. Just, just keep moving. Let that let, let time separate you from that anxiety, that stress, that disappointment, all of those lost situations. Let time begin to separate you from it and, and continue just to, just to move forward. Because this is what my boss used to always tell me, and, and I always found it to be right. If you keep doing the right thing long enough, it'll get right. You just got to keep doing the right thing long enough. Why? Because change comes in minute, small things. It don't, change don't come just bam. See, 
you make those changes, and eventually you'll break free. You think it's bam, but it was the small, minute, little steps that brought you to that. See, so we have to learn that that that, that don't don't don't. I know you get mad at yourself, disappointed. You know, and y'all know me. I slapped the fire. I said, "Boom! You got to get you got to get your head back in the game. You got to get back in this thing. You you quit feeling. You know, there's no place in the kingdom to feel sorry for yourself." You can't feel sorry for yourself. It can't be woe is me because God can't reach you in that state. See, he can't talk to you in that state. See, you have to get in that state of faith to hear God's voice. And as long as we mull and uh, I heard this guy say one time, you'll never fly with the eagles if you're always pecking with the chickens. See, you're looking down. When you're pecking with the chickens, you're looking down. When you're flying with the eagles, you're looking up. See, and that's what we have. To, that's what we have to remember. We have to just keep easing to it, easing to it, and 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 there is no room for pity parties. You got to suck it up and and go on. And then, when you talking about repentance versus sins, are you talking about like a one for one ratio, or can you just say, Lord, I, at the end of the day, I repent of my sins, or is it part of us to go through and think on that each each particular one? Because I might have one yeah. or five. It just depends mm-hmm. on the day. So. That's right. And everybody's like that. I mean, you can have one. I know somebody can relate. <laughs> I try, if, but sometimes we mess up and we don't realize it till after the fact. You know, and so the Bible, you know, I try when I mess up if I realize it. I try to handle it right then. Because once I handle it right then, then, then like I said, it takes me a little while to digest it. That old knot in my stomach, mine just don't go away instantaneously. It kind of has to wear off. So I want to kind of get it moving as soon as I can. But the Bible says, judge yourself and you'll not be judged. So every day, every night, you know, you need to look back over. You say, okay, Lord, help me here now. Because the Bible says that if we are in strife, then that opens the door for but the devil come in and says, "What? If where there's strife, there's contention in every evil work. See, strife will, will open the door for the devil to knock your lights out. See, so you got to clean that up. You you, you got to forgive, and you, and 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 you got to let that go. And you, know, you have to judge yourself. Why? Because our words are spiritual containers, right? We we've already been through that, right? They go out and create our future, good or bad. See, so we need to handle that." And get those negative, non-productive words handled every day. Well, they don't, they're not that seed that produces and makes a harvest that we don't want. Because we are the sum total. And the hardest part to me about Christianity was owning up to the fact that whatever I am, I am this because of the choices I made. Not because of what nobody else did to me, nobody's tried to do to me. I am what I am because of what I chose to do. See? And you have to take responsibility for that because that's what Bible, I, was, I was trying to say was, is you judge yourself and you'll not be judged. So if when you judge yourself, see, then you take away that. What's that judgment mean? That trial, that negative circumstance, that negative outcome that you set in motion with those actions that day. When you judge yourself and repent of that, then, then you make that to some degree null and void. Now, in this life, we're going to have trouble. There ain't going to be things come to you that you had no control over, you didn't have no part in. That's a whole different thing. But more times than not, our lives are from self-inflicted wounds, not what somebody else has or something has come on us that we don't have control over. Those things happen. 
But more times than not, it's what we done and, and, and our self-sabotage that has caused us to, to be where we are. So if we, if we make a mistake during the day and we ask, you know, right then we say, Lord, forgive me for that, you know, <laughs> and we're still hanging on to it, do we really ask forgiveness for it? If we're still hanging now, on to it. Now, this is big. Now, I, I'm no, I'm nobody's judge. I'm nobody's counselor. Uh, but then I would say to myself, I really didn't receive the forgiveness. I asked for it, but I didn't receive it. Because when you receive something, you act on it. Mm-hmm. See? And if I'm still holding on to it, that means I never did. I didn't believe I got it. and it didn't. Because when you believe something, it changes your behavior. See? Right? Because if, if Karen is out of gas, all right, and she calls me and says, Vic, will you bring me some gas? When I tell her I'm going to bring her some gas, that changed her mental outlook, that changed her thoughts, that changed her projection of what was going on in her life. Right that second, see, in there. Like if, if, you, if you go to the doctor and, and they say, hey, there's something weird about this test. We need to do more tests, all right? That brings a negative feeling over you, right? And until we do the next test, you we carry that with us. What if, what if, what about this? What about that? What if it's that? What if it's this? What if it's that? Right? And, and it changed our trajectory, right? Huh? But then when you go to the doctor and say, and he says you actually go back, well, you know, it, it must have just been a, a, something wrong with the x-ray. Everything's good, everything's fine. Bam, what happened to your trajectory then? Boom. A different. See, just those words changed where you was going because why? He accept, he received what that doctor said and it changed his thought life. See? But when we ask forgiveness and then we continue to meditate on it and think about it, then God forgave us, but we didn't accept it. See? So it's a me thing. So really. how do you... It's a me thing too. It ain't, I mean, you ain't on the island by yourself by no means. If all that. I'm sorry, how do you, like, if you feel guilty about something, although you've asked for forgiveness, but you feel guilty about something, that just don't, like, go away. That's what I said. To me, I have to, it has to, I have to wear it off. But I, but I no longer think, I do my, I say, okay, that's a lie. I do think, but every time I catch myself thinking about it, I say, no, I'm not thinking about that. I'm not dealing with that. I'm, I'm done with that. Because it'll just keep coming, coming, coming until you address it and make that mental and spiritual effort to put it behind you. See, once it's done, then then you can't do nothing else. You can't unscramble the egg, right? You can't. You, it's done. We just have to deal with it. See, and but then but you have to realize when God forgave you, He forgot about it. He says He won't remember our iniquities and transgressions anymore. He forgot about it. We got forget about it though, and we keep bringing it up, and it's hard for Him to deal with us because He can't take us past what we won't put behind us. See, and that, that's the biggest thing for us Christians. If we can't put it behind us, then he can't move us past because we are free moral agents. See, whatever we choose, he will let us be in that state. See, he's a perfect gentleman. He'll guard your right to go to hell if that's what you choose. See, because he wants people to be his children by free choice. I choose God. I choose to be a part of this family. And we all have that choice. And, and, and what a lot of times people don't realize is, we're going to live forever. It's just a choice of where you're going to live. You know, we talk about 
Christianity, you're going to, you know, eternal life, as if if you're not saved, you don't have eternal life. But you got eternal life. You were born, you, when you were born, you got a spirit, you're living forever. The question is, where are you going to live? And, and that, that's where the rubber meets the road. But I think we have to be careful not to blanket it either. Like, I can go up there and just erase everything on that board and not know anything that was there. Mm-hmm. We have to intentionally address it. Then exactly accept right. that forgiveness mm-hmm. and let it change our mm-hmm. behavior. Because if you don't address so it, it don't change the behavior. You don't change it. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Lord, please forgive mm-hmm. me my sins today. Amen. That's why this, this, that's why this prosperity, and, and I'm far prosperity. Y'all know that. Don't get me wrong. But taught in the wrong way is really bad. Because if I dropped a million dollars on you today, then next year you wouldn't have that million dollars because you hadn't changed your behavior. You don't understand what caused you to get that million dollars behind. See? And so God's not going to get you that million dollars until you learn what got you in that situation. He's not going to throw good money after bad or good healing after bad. You know, you want to be healed, but we don't want to change our lifestyle. I still want to eat that pound of bacon every day. Huh? I still want to drink them 14 sweet teas a day. Huh? But then we want God to heal us. And all these self-inflicted wounds. But, but that healing can't come until you make that conscious change and give Him something to work with. See? I know that hit hard, but that's the truth. That's the truth. We had rather, what had we rather do than change our behavior? We'd rather go to the doctor and get a pill and hope that pill is going to cover up all our mistakes. <clears throat> That pill is going to help my high blood pressure where I can keep eating that pound of bacon. But what's going to happen next? They're going to increase that pill. And then they're going to have to increase that pill. Then they're going to increase that pill. And then you're going to get to the point there's no more increase. And then you're in trouble. See, that's how, that's how sin works. Sin is meant to kill you. That's what it is. Sin is meant to kill you. And it's what is sin? Sin is missing the mark. Missing the standard. Not living up to the standard. See, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Huh? You're supposed to take care of it, see? <clears throat> and when we don't, we miss that mark. And that's what I, I was talking about, about this restoration, see? That, that, that's what I have to deal with. And, and we don't know all these things when, when we're in, in sin and we don't know the Lord. We don't understand those things. But as we get saved, we begin to understand these things and then we're required then to make changes in our life, see? If not, we, 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 we are, are, are guilty of disobeying God. He told us certain things we have to do. See, And if you think about it this way, and, and you all know I'm a Dr. Colbert fan, <clears throat> because when he told me this, it changed the way I looked at stuff. He said, you know, and we're talking, about high, we're talking about high blood pressure, we'll just use that. You know, if we find out what's causing the high blood pressure and fix it, then you don't need the medicine. See? If you got... Cholesterol. We find out why cholesterol is high. Let's fix that. You don't need the medicine. But the question is this: See, are we willing to make the lifestyle adjustment? See, that's what's going to fix the cholesterol or fix the high blood pressure. Is are we willing to make the lifestyle adjustment? See, and that's and that all goes because we're free moral agents. We we can just we can choose that. You know. Doctor Cobra also says if you've asked some. If you've forgiven somebody and then you see them and you get that, mm, then you really haven't forgiven them. That's true. you got to walk it out. I, mm-hmm. I hate this saying, but it's true. Sometimes you just got to fake it till you make it. That's right. Mm-hmm. you got to step one foot in front of the other and just keep pushing. Because mm-hmm. some, people, some people have been done really wrong <laughs> and really bad things by other people, and it ain't... It, 
it may be spiritually easy to wipe under the rug, but physically and emotionally is a whole different road to walk. And Satan knows that. He puts that pressure right mm-hmm. on that. <laughs> people show up in your face. Then people show up in your face every time. Yep. Why? He knows what our buttons are. Yep. You know, you're never going to be smarter than the devil. So that's, that's just, just quit thinking you are. He's been around for millions of years. He's seen mannerisms. He's seen, but what does he do? See, he cannot do anything against you without your permission no more than God can do anything for you without your permission. That's what we have to understand. See, but he tricks us. God won't trick you. God lets you come freely. See, but the devil will try to trick you into doing things and saying things that he, that will open up the door for him to be able to come in and cause issues in your life. That's how he works. He'll drop that thought and he'll see how you react to that thought. See? And then he'll drop another thought. He'll see how you drop that thought. Well, then here comes Jessica unawares and he drops a thought on Jessica and Jessica responds to something that makes Mark mad and then here we go. We've all pulled down into the devil's trap. See, that's how he does it. He, he drops a thought and sees how you react because like I said, you're a free moral agent. He can't make you do anything. And God can't make you do anything. You have to choose to do it, see? And we have to, and we start taking that accountability and we start looking ourselves in the mirror realizing that, 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 that my destiny is in my own hands, good or bad. It changes the, the gravity of how you live your life and the things you do, see? In the, it's, it's tough, but it's a better life, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I, 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 a lot of folks don't so, <laughs> so what, like the question about what you were saying, are you saying like do we have to ask for forgiveness for each sin or just say, hey, please forgive me for all Is that what you were at? Yeah, I prayed yeah. three times on the way to church mm-hmm. this morning, Lord, forgive me for that one, that one, that But if one, it's a blanket, do we ever address our behavior? That's, That's the, the question. Uh-huh. If we use a blanket prayer, it don't address our behavior. And right. it don't make changes. Right. See? And there's going to be things you're going to do you ain't going to remember. I'm not trying to, trying to make so this hard. Just like Go ahead, Eric. I know. Help me with this. We don't want It's not hard. It's James, gonna, you, you know, the Bible says we're forgiven for our past, present, and future sins. Yeah. There's going to be things I do during the day, and it's sin. I don't even realize it's a sin. That's right. And so, just like he said, there's no more condemnation for those who are saved. You know, that It's between us and, and Jesus then. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you... You covered. Well, if you're a child of God, you got the Holy Spirit, you got a relationship with Jesus Christ, you good. So it's about personal growth. Now, there's going to be things. Yeah, because, because if, if that's going to be what he's saying, those things that he don't know he done that day by accident, if it's going to be detrimental to him, that's the Holy Ghost's job to convict him. Yes, he'll convict him of that or he can address it and change that behavior. Yeah. See? Go ahead. You've got to accept it. Move on. You don't like people and they don't like you. Bam, done. I had this conversation. I can't dislike people then. Let me turn this off. Hey, this 